I mean, I think we hear often, or I don't know if anybody else has heard this saying, but I, I like to keep it in mind a lot, but the, the idea that you should be saying no more than you're saying yes. Um, and that's really important to just set boundaries for yourself, especially when you're trying to build some focus in your career. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. All right. All right. This this week we are talking about finding your focus and I'm going to jump right in. As I said, we're moving forward on this bad boy. So we are into week three of the lead gen bootcamp. For those of you who have been with us for weeks one and two, you know what this is all about. For those of you who are fresh, that's okay. Welcome. We're in week three, establish your focus. The first two weeks recordings are available. Uh, if you scroll back on real estate road or through the access to our Google drive, um, where all of this and other resources are consistently available, where you can catch up, recap, so on and so forth. So this week, we are talking about establishing your focus. We built your database. We talked about some of the ways that you can be an authority in your market with that database. But before you get all crazy and doing all kinds of things in your business, you need to have a better sense of what it is you're going to be focused on. And we talk about this a lot. Um, for those of you who have participated in our OTB 100 session, which we do for the last 100 days of the year. This was a very critical addition to our OTB 100 last year as really the first step that you should have, do, take advantage of when you're starting to put your business together. And I can't tell if Katie's frozen. It looks like she is because she's really not moving. So I'm just going to keep talking while she catches her face. Because <laughs> it looks like she's frozen. So this week we are talking about establishing your focus. Oh, she is that her that's chatting? Oh no! Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. So yes, you can chat with us at any point. I'll point that out if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching uh, on Zoom. Questions as we go. Feel free to type them in, ask them, and we will answer them in real time. And at some point, Katie's face will become animated again. At the moment, she is a statue, and that's fine. Okay. So let's move forward here. We are talking about focus. And this is one of a few quotes we're going to go through here. I will read it, but so can you. Always remember your focus determines your reality. And that is a crucial thing. Where you spend your time, Katie's back, hello. Where you spend your time focusing yourself. She's so angry. Sorry, Katie, are you, are you okay now? Are you back with us? Um, I feel like I'm just freezing like crazy, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, I don't even think you can hear me. Yeah, we hear you, but it sounds like you're slowly drowning in a swamp of really gurgly water. Okay. Oh, Sorry no, that's now? better. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. It's like you were never gone. Know. All right. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry um, to interrupt. It's okay. I was just reading quotes, so I didn't even have to be speaking. They could have seen where I was going with that. But uh Basically, the whole point of what we're talking about today is that if you're not honed in on what it is you're supposed to be doing, you're going to lose sight of where you need to be um, and not have the accountability and direction that you need 
But also, whatever it is you choose to be focused on is going to be where your reality ends up, right? So it's not just about sticking to a task. It's about taking the time to determine what the right tasks are for the type of person you are and what you want to be doing with your business. You can exactly. jump in here if, if your sound is working. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, knock on the door if it doesn't or the, the wall. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think we all understand what the importance of focus is, but in case you need a little bit of a reminder, um, obviously it gives you a clear path to the direction that you want to be going. Um, it avoids you getting distracted, which is something that I think often gets in the way of us being able to accomplish the, the goals that we've set out for ourselves. It avoids delaying the process um, and, and taking the steps that you need in order to move forward towards your goals. And it also allows you to really evaluate things. And I think that's something that we often forget to do every so often is just to see where we're at um, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, you want to make sure that you're heading in the right direction. You're hitting the milestones that you originally set out for yourself. But I think it's also important to recognize that where where you were and where you've gotten to and and sometimes we don't really we're, we're not that kind to ourselves when you really look back and realize what you've accomplished um, because from the most part there is thing there are things that you've accomplished um, and it's really important for you to recognize that and, and know that you can move forward in a more confident way you're on mute uh, that's good because it was a really corny joke and now no one's going to be able to hear it unless, unless you can read lips. Um, yeah, what she said, I'm going to keep moving forward. Um, another good quote without quotation marks on it right now, but you know it's a quote because there's a name at the bottom. Don't confuse what you do with who you are. Okay, and this can be taken a lot of different ways, but really when it comes down to it, you are not a function of your job. Okay, you don't need to be defined by what you believe real estate to be or what you see other people doing. You need to be yourself and you need to project that into what you do. So what you do should be a product of who you are and how you choose to apply yourself rather than the other way around. Okay, uh, and that's a lot of what we're focusing on here too. And, and whether you're new, I know there's a lot of people who are watching this who are maybe newer in the industry. There are some who have been in it a long time, we've started employing a lot of the strategies in this presentation and just the idea of focus, you know, more recently, and we continue trying to do that as we go. This is not something that's limited to just new folks, although it's super important for everybody to just take a step back and realize what it is. Realize this question. Who are you? Who are you? Are you, are you Shooter McGavin on the left? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the one with the computer in the middle. Yeah. You're me. the one in the middle. And honestly, people think I'm <laughs> the, the one on the left. In the middle. <laughs> you, well, people think I'm the one on the left, but I'm very not him at all. I'm probably in the middle as well. In a box. Yeah, I have a I deeper box than that though. I think you're Shooter McGavin. I am not on the Shooter outside. McGavin. <laughs> on the outside, on the outside, but on the inside, I'm just sitting in a box. <laughs> With my laptop. <laughs> but, but okay. I mean, jokes aside, though, these are just images of clearly different types of exaggerated people. Yes. And none of them is the wrong answer. Okay. So this isn't to say, like, oh man, I am that guy on the left. I must be a sleaze bag. They don't want me to be, you know, that guy. Well, no. If that's, 
if you're the kind of person who is outgoing and we're going to talk about this and, you know, all about meeting people and making the sale and all smiles, that's a good thing, but you need to be able to embrace that's who you are. And that's what you enjoy in the tasks that you put out there. And the same thing goes for, if you're an introvert, if you're an analytic person, if you really thrive when working with a team and among other people, these are the sorts of things you need to understand in order to properly establish your focus in your business. So we're going to go through four of the main agent profiles. Um, I say profiles because I can't really pronounce that word and I don't want to. Archetypes? Archetypes? Archetypes. (laughs) So, but it's good to just understand what your strengths, what your weaknesses, where you gravitate naturally to, what's a little bit more difficult for you, because ultimately you don't want to be doing something that you don't enjoy in this field. And we want to make sure that we're attracting the type of business that we like in the way that we enjoy doing it. So there's four. We've got networker, converter, sorry, pay prospector and marketer. Oh, Oh, we're going to go through all of them. I was just naming them off so people can just start off. Come on, man. All right. Well, you've on. Oh, now I'm falling behind. Okay, fine. Yeah. Networker. Look at these elbows. Look at this not with the time still in COVID kind of a slide. We don't need to do this junk anymore. Picture all those people without masks on. I'm kidding. If you wear a mask, I totally support that. Um, so networkers. These are one type of person who really loves being around people, loves being in person, initiates conversation, probably has been really not loving the last couple of years. Um, And because this sort of a picture is probably the extent of the networking you might have been able to do. Um, But this is a, this is one of the four types of people that are out there. It's just, it's the people, 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 persons, anything you want to add to that? Like, we're going to talk about how you feel, how you could work with these things, but this is person the first. Yeah. And as we go through these slides, if you could put in the chat or if you're on Facebook in the comments, which one you think you are, I'd be curious to know. So the prospector is the type of person that really enjoys building something from nothing, I guess, you know, the, the colder leads, um, self-starter for sure. I guess when you're framing it in the real estate world, it's more of the traditional salesperson that might've been more common, maybe a few decades ago, but still somebody that's very active and, and, and very great option if you're a salesperson today. Um, but that is the prospector. It is the converter. Now these are people who are definitely, this is more of a, uh, a recent progression. This is what you see a lot of with lead gen systems. You might use. These are the people who want the list of names. They want people who are at least somewhat qualified They're told who to go to. In a lot of cases, they've got a system to what it is they're going to say. um, And it's easier for them to operate in that that world. A lot of the times it's an online and it's an automated uh, approach to things where things are just put in one place. You're able to sit in one spot and just burn through leads. Uh, That's what a converter is. It's somebody who's taking something and converting them from warm to hot, from warm to an actual sale. Mm -hmm. And then finally is the marketer. 
um, somebody that I guess is more recent uh, to the real estate world in terms of profile or archetype, um, but they're the type of people that enjoy building more of a personal brand for themselves. They tend to be more creative. Um, they're interested in a lot of the social media apps. And I mean, obviously you don't have to be just one of these. You could probably connect with a couple of them, but um, this type of person definitely has, it's more of having that social presence and online presence um, to create a, an entire brand for themselves. Yeah. And we're, we're going to jump into how these interact with each other in a lot of ways as well, but it's important for you to take a real step back. I know the first, the first slide that was there, understand where you land really. And mm. that's a deliberate work word that it's easy for everyone to say, well, I'm a little bit a networker and I don't mind this and I'm that, or, or a lot of people will say, I think the most common answer we get from people now is I'm pretty much everything but a prospector. That's what a lot of people yeah. say now. Like, oh, I don't like cold leads, but everything else is me. Like I, I can be these things. And if you're yeah. saying I can be these things, it's probably not who you are, right? Mm. It might be what you want to be. And that's okay. If you want to put your focus into one of these buckets, that's fine. But the more you dilute things by trying to be everything, we talk about this a lot, you're not going to be able to succeed in focus. That's the opposite of focus. When you've got a million things to focus on, you actually don't have focus, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that leads to this most recent quote of the presentation which is, this is my favorite one. It's all downhill from here, guys. The essence of strategy is choosing what not to do. It's not about building the plan around all the stuff you want to accomplish. It's about first weeding out the noise and eliminating the distractions so that you can focus on what it is you want to do, right? Strategy is all about honing in and you can only hone in on one thing when you get rid of everything else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we hear often, or I don't know if anybody else has heard this saying, but I, I like to keep it in mind a lot, but the, the idea that you should be saying no more than you're saying yes. Um, and that's really important to just set boundaries for yourself, especially when you're trying to build some focus in your career. All right, idea time. Let's get you kick-started. That doesn't Let, sound right. Let's get you started. <laughs> Let's kick-start you. Let's kick-start you. Let's kick you, get started. <laughs> We could mix up those words so many different ways. Let's kick. Okay, moving All on. All right, moving on. Okay. All right. So here are two very important questions. The second of which we've already touched on. The first of which is going to help bring this all together. Who is your audience? Okay. You're going to want to establish who you are, but you're also going to want to establish who you're trying to speak to in your business here. And this can be broken down, which we're going to in, in the next slide a multitude of different ways, but these are the two big questions that are going to help determine where your focus and strategy should lie and also help you eliminate things that you might think you want to focus on as well. Yeah. So I would suggest if you don't have one, get a new paper and a pen and start writing some ideas down as we go along just to get you started or kickstarted. Yeah. Don't be like the person in the picture who's on their phone. Grab a pen, grab, yeah. grab paper. Oh, you can't see my video, so never mind. Or can you? I only I see, see you. your video. Oh, oh, I can see your video. So I should put clothes on. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Okay, defining your audience. Sorry, was that inappropriate? We got to keep things light here, like the audience, like the chat box. Everyone's just intently listening. We want to make sure people are engaged. Nobody told me what kind of a person they were, and I kind of wanted to know. 
but that's okay. Defining your audience. These are the different types of, of buckets that you can put people into when you're trying to establish who your audience is. And again, a lot of this might be common sense to you, but this hopefully will allow you to look at the multitude of different ways you can break down your audience. And the more specific you're able to get, the easier it's going to be for you to be able to focus on, on that particular audience. Oh, are you frozen again? You're... No, I'm here. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Okay. Well, I was throwing the floor to you as well. Okay. Um, so demographic, um, obviously, that is one area that people like to define for themselves, whether they're, you know, younger first-time homebuyers, people that are downsizing, that might be an older demographic. Um, not only age, though, think about gender, culture, marital status, uh, their income bracket, their education. Um, everybody should kind of have their person or their, what, what is that called? Your, not their avatar. Your avatar. Yeah. If you have a client avatar in mind, I would say mine is a young professional single woman, um, like in her thirties to forties, um, that has their first home that might be looking to size up or to get an investment property. That tends to be my, I guess, type of to client that I enjoy working with. And that tends to gravitate towards me. What about you, Daniel? Uh, <laughs> I don't think you've ever said my actual name before. <laughs> ever? <laughs> like ever. Um, <laughs> strange. Uh, I, I tend to, it's a weird balance for my ideal client are people who are a lot like me in terms of being loose, um, easygoing, but also analytical because I operate a lot and being able to explain things with numbers, being able to explain statistics and make sense of things in, in helping visualize. Uh, I'm a visual learner. And so I work well with people who are like that as well. I tend to skew more to that millennial demographic, young couples, uh, single young professionals, those sorts of things where people are uh, just interested in information and asking a lot of questions. Uh, that's where I thrive. Mm -hmm. And already as you're talking, all of the different ways to create content and build your business around, like, as you were saying, like a visual learner, like, you know, that, that plays into how you put your, put content out there. So we'll obviously get into that. But I think as you guys are thinking about all of these things, I, it will stick out to you, the types of things maybe you should be doing in your business. Um, so, you know, we talked, Obviously, the client type, I guess, is a more formal one for your audience, like first-time home buyer, investor, first-time seller, um, downsizer, somebody that's relocating, um, or maybe a recreational buyer if you're looking at more of the cottage market um, or something like that. That might be your uh, ideal or the target client that you you might have. Yeah, and and it might this can also cross like this is a very Definitely. very limited list that can get a lot bigger. You know, it could be commercial yeah. clients, it could be investor clients, or sorry, I did say investor there, industrial whatever. You know, uh, but we talk about it in location. You know, things like urban versus rural, rural. Yeah. <laughs> That's rural. another fun word. Um, you know, are you focused on a farming area, and how do these different things potentially intersect each other? right? Mm -hmm. Your, your audience might be one of these things in one of these buckets, or it might be a couple of different bullets that work together. Um, yeah. And, or, you know, it might be a couple of different buckets that you're focused on, right? Like we say in the network part there, you know, family, friends, we talked a lot about creating your database 
over the first week and how to hone in on that last week. If that is your primary focus and you've got like a secondary demo that you're looking to grow into your database, this is a good way to really isolate what those are so that you don't say, hey, I've got my database and then my new business model is going to be focused on everybody else and I'll see mm -hmm. who comes to me. That's, that's not the way to do it. It's about that new business pro approach. Who's it focused on? And use this or whatever it is you put when you're writing it down, build a mind map, which we do a lot of just throwing everything on a page and eliminating things one by one until you're left with the stuff that's most important. That will help tell you what direction that you want to go in and what makes the most sense for you. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot there and, and things throughout my career as well. Just thinking, you know, at one point I thought I wanted to focus in on the luxury market and quickly realize that that's really not where I enjoy marketing to like the people I'd like marketing to or the people that I actually connect with. So, you know, I think, you know, you could not try, but think of different types of audiences. And I think your gut will tell you a lot in terms of what makes more sense for your, for you and your personality. Absolutely. And so now we're going to make the connection. Are you ready? This is like your favorite chart ever. I love this chart. <laughs> I, lo I, lo I, lo I love all charts. <laughs> well, because, because you've got to be able to take what we've talked about. This is all just such simple stuff, though. Like we're, we're deliberately yeah. showing you things that you're, we want you to look at it and be like, of course. But how much have you done this stuff? How much did we do this stuff before we started talking about it, right? It's, it's easy to know what to do. It's a lot harder to put it into practice. And so going step by step like we have, or like you will, now brings you to this important point where you say, okay, who have I established that I am? And you can see here, we've got this, what do they call these things? Uh, a, Venn diagram? Yes, a Venn diagram. So we've got this. There's spots here where, like we said, you could intersect in a lot of different ways right? You might be a pure networker. You might say, Hey, you know what? I'm a networker, but I also, you know, I'm just such a people person that I want to meet people in social situations and build relationships that way. But I also like meeting people at their front door or calling them cold and having conversations. So falling into a spot like this makes sense. Any of these intersections can make sense. However, like we said, to be effective in implementing a strategy, you want to stay out of these five in the middle. You don't want to call yourself three or more of the four things because that's really not focus. That's, that's a cop-out is what that is. And even though there's elements to us that probably touch on all sorts of different types of people and we're multidimensional and all that stuff, you want to be able to hone in on a couple things. Number one, what are you best at? Where do you thrive the most? And number two, what do you want to be doing? Because this job, we're all entrepreneurs and we're doing this for a reason, hopefully beyond solely, I want to make a lot of money, right? But having control of your own job is a responsibility and taking a step back and telling yourself what to do. And you can't do that if you just say, I'm going to do everything. So you need, and, and I feel like we're belaboring or I'm belaboring the point here, but it's so important that you need to be able to focus on these. And then once you're able to do that, then you start saying, okay, I take this, I take the type of person I am, and I take from the last slide, the types of people I'm trying to reach, and I'd like to reach, what are the tasks and activities that make the most sense 
to achieve that goal within the type of person I am and the type of people I'm trying to reach? What can I say makes sense? And how am I going to be able to implement that? And that's the connection that you're making. There's examples here, which we can go through of the types of things you might put into play. Okay, so let's, let's take somebody that is focused on a geographic area, like they're mm -hmm. farming a local market and they are a networker and a bit of a marketer. Okay. So you're a networker and a marketer and you're, you're focused on farming. So, you know, you want to reach a particular area the networking activities that you're going to want to put into place, which could, you could really meld those two really well. Like there's a reason these are in the order that they're in, but from a networking perspective, create events, get involved in the community in such a way that number one, maybe let's say you're focused on, I don't know, pick a small town. Do they have a chamber of commerce? Do they have some sort of a group where there's weekly, monthly meetings, you know, getting engaged with the town, that sort of thing, where you have the opportunity to engage with other business owners, other entrepreneurs, um, the community at large. Those are the sorts of things you're either going to want to participate in early or start planning yourself as you start to build out what your plan is. And when and if you start planning them out, that gives you an opportunity to leverage the marketing side as well. The ability you have to put out there that you're in the community and start to share and create a social connection with people, maybe start advertising the events you're doing. As you go to the events, start to put out there, hey, I'm here, can't wait to meet all you. Hey, I was here, reach out to these people afterwards, have some stuff that you're gonna send them that starts to build your brand in the eyes of people. Sponsor events with your brand so that there's a way to leverage your brand equity within these networking opportunities as well. There's a million different things you could think of, but those are the sorts of things that you'd look at versus if you are a prospector and you can still have a farming approach, right? But what sorts of things would you do if you're a prospector? Yeah, you would definitely be door knocking, having a call list and calling people in the neighborhood. Maybe you're doing postcards or, or distributing materials as you are door knocking, um, those could all be ways. I mean, I think postcards would probably more fall into the marketing side of things a little bit. I think it would it could be, be both crossover. It could be yeah. Both. But yeah. And those are completely different activities. But as Daniel said before, the idea is that if you have a focus, you're not going to say, okay, I'm going to do all of these because it's not going to work. We all know we have to be consistent, especially when it comes to, I mean, it, when it comes to anything, like running seminars, for example, like my suggestion, if that's something you want to do, do them each quarter and plan them out at the beginning of the year. So you have the date, you have either the venue or whether it's going to be on Zoom, you have the people that you're going to be participating with and have it all ready to go so that that's something that's kind of running in the background, it's planned, and then you can kind of focus on maybe a couple of additional networking activities throughout the year that may be more daily and weekly. Right. And, and the nice thing too, and I was just speaking to one of our agents about this this morning is once you get the wheels turning on whatever mm -hmm. your strategy is, and you systematize these things, it gets so much easier. Your time is used efficiently. It becomes unconscious that you're being effective and doing the things without the stress, right? You know, what's yeah. coming and when, but you've done it before. And mm -hmm the consistency of application of what it is you're doing is what's going to bring you success, right? So you're not pigeonholed to just the one thing, 
just because that's what falls under there. But you should focus on doing that one thing well and consistently before you take on another thing. And the second thing you do needs to remain within your focus because that will also allow a much easier connection between the things that you're doing with your same audience so they don't get confused, right? The other thing is this doesn't preclude your ability to touch on what some of these other things are, okay? And this isn't giving you an excuse to be everything, but for example, if you consider yourself a prospector or a networker or whatever, it doesn't mean you can't have a brand is what I'm trying to say, right? Like you can still build a brand that doesn't make you a marketer. It just means that the application of these things that you're doing is going to fall within the tasks that fit the type of person you are, right? You know, you can have a website that's sending leads to you if you want, but it's going to be a waste of your time if that becomes part of your schedule when that's not the type of person you are because you're going to hate it, right? And so don't waste your money and waste your time on things that don't speak to the right people and don't speak to the type of person you are. Mm -hmm. Well, all of these could ultimately speak to the right people. It's just, I think this is more how you want to spend your days and building your business. Right. It's finding your focus. Hmm. Right. Now, if there's any questions, I haven't seen any, which is good. I'll take that as everybody's just nodding and writing things down. But if anybody needs some clarification, um, we have found that when this approach is implemented, it does come down to the work element of this is asking yourself hard questions, and then it's brainstorming. And it's helpful mm -hmm. when you've got uh, not just yourself as the person you're talking to, and that goes for all of these steps. We've made a point of you want to look deep in yourself and say, here's the type of person I am, and here's the people I want to talk to but bounce that off of people who are closest to you as well, right? And, and see what they think. Even before you tell them anything, say, hey, what do you think I am? How do you think, like, how does the world perceive you right now? Because it'll help not, it shouldn't change who you want to be and who you think you are, but it's helpful to know the activities you've been doing and the way you've been acting. This is the type of, you know, this is the type of person that the world out there is thinking as well. Um, more so, when it comes to brainstorming, don't be on an island with coming up with ideas. There's so many ideas out there. You know, talk to your managers, talk to your broker, talk to your colleagues, friends, families, whatever. And when you can shape the brainstorm by saying, here's the criteria I'm working with. These are the types of people I'm trying to reach. And this is the type of feel and, and the type of work I'm trying to do. You'd be surprised how many great ideas will come out. And, and don't be ashamed or, or embarrassed copying good ideas you've seen either right mm -hmm. they're good ideas for a reason yeah and everybody makes them their own typically as long as you don't copy people's information word for word but yeah don't copy paste yeah but there are, there are definitely a lot of great ideas but people put their own spin on it and that's what's so great about ideas is you're not copying exactly what people are doing there's no monopoly on a good idea <laughs> so they say that's the missing quote yeah so what now? What do we do now? I don't know. We look at a wall with a bunch of drawings on it, it looks like. <laughs> um, okay, so I think this first point is really important and one that I've fallen into the trap of not taking my time. I tend to like to think of an idea, love it, and jump right into it without actually taking the time to 
understand, is it exactly the direction I want to be going? Does this connect back to my, my goals? And um, is it something that really will be beneficial at the end of the day? So I would recommend that this is something you're, you're working on. Take a time in the week that you typically don't get as interrupted as other times. And sometimes, usually that's the morning for me. Um, but if you can take like a couple of hours and just really sit down without your phone and figure kind of your direction out and your focus, I feel like you'll, you will come out of that feeling like you have a lot more focus and direction moving forward in terms of what it is that you want to be focusing on. Um, so that taking your time is really, really important. Don't just jump into it. Yeah. And then when it says challenge yourself, this really means get in the face of what you believe you have thought you're expected to be doing, right? Step out of this mold of this is what a realtor is. This is what is expected of me. This is who I'm supposed to be. Um, or this is easy. So I'm going to do it. This is your time to pick the stuff that you've avoided doing and ask the questions that you haven't asked to really be different because I don't care what jurisdiction you're in. I mean, we're in Ontario, the Toronto area has almost 70,000 people doing the same job as us. If you're not challenging yourself to really focus on what you want to do and what makes you, you, you're going to fall into this, just this web of everybody else, right? What makes you different? Take advantage of the things that make you different and use that as an advantage to yourself. And so in doing that, it leads to the next point. Decide on your path, my friends. Decide on your path. And I think for newer agents, it's harder because you are doing this for the first time. You might not know that you enjoy a certain task over others. So also decide on a path, but be kind with yourself if you, you know, go through these steps, try it out, and maybe it might not be the best fit for you. I'm not saying bounce between different things, but I'm also saying that if you're going to torture yourself for the next year, doing something that you truly don't love doing, um, and you really honestly didn't think that when you had started out on this, um, don't, don't worry. Um, that's kind of part of the process. And again, I'm speaking from experience here because this is kind of the same journey that I've been on and I've tried different things and recognized what I love, what I don't love. And it's taken me years to do that. But all, all we're seeing here is that if you can pick a direction based on the type of person that you know yourself to be, um, it will help guide you and put you in that right direction where you're able to go to those next steps of committing and setting the wheels in motion. Yeah. If you're going to shift gears, it's okay, but learn from the reason you're shifting gears, right? Like it's not a mistake, but it's a mistake. If you don't like something shift gears and then go back to it again, two months later, right? Yeah. If you've decided something's not for you, the positive of that is you're able to cross something off the list that you're not going to return to unless there's very different circumstances, right? So it, it's still honing in your focus. It's just yeah. taking a little bit longer. And that's really important when you, yeah. when you decide on a path or if you shift off the path and then, yeah, you stick to it in light of the fact that you can get off of it if you really need to, but the idea <laughs> is that you're sticking to it and then you get yeah. going. Mm -hmm. um, and once you get going, that's where we start talking about things like getting your systems in place and really creating a schedule and, and, uh, and a model for yourself that's going to work, that is keeping you accountable and keeping you aware of what it is that you need to do all the time. Mm -hmm. That's the idea here. It, it just, it 
gives you that direction you need, which is all the stuff we were talking about at the beginning. Right. And, and it's, and it's that consistency. Cause I think if you've been doing this for a little bit, I think we all, well, maybe we don't recognize it, but it's something that it's taken me a while to recognize that it'll take you, I mean, 60 to 90 days is usually that sweet spot for starting to see the results of your consistency pay off. So when somebody says to me, and and I've had a few people say to me in the past, like, oh, like I was really, you know, posting consistently on social media, like I was connecting with people, like my friends and talking to them and blah, blah, blah. And then the week I decided to take off, like I've been doing that for a little bit. And then all of a sudden the week I decided to not do it anymore, I start getting these phone calls from people. That's like, it's not because you stopped doing it. It's because all of the work you put in over the last, you know, three months or two months or whatever it is, is starting to be recognized. It's the same thing if you're trying to like get fit or are going on a diet or whatever it is. Like it's all of the work that you put into like the back end is when, when it starts getting realized. And sometimes it takes us a while to recognize it. And sometimes we don't, we fall off of that path before we get a chance to really see the results of our efforts that we've put in. So if you can keep that in mind, like that 60 to 90 magic window, um, just keep going for that amount of time. And then like, that's why we like to do quarterly reviews with our agents, because by that time, you should start seeing some results of your efforts if you've been consistent. So um, that's really important to keep in mind as well. Preach. Preach. Is that what you said? That is what I said. <laughs> it sounded like you said, bitch. <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't. It's like, be wow. <laughs> I could have. I can yeah. next time I come off mute, but yeah, not this time. <laughs> oh, boy. Would have been out of place. It would. Look at all those happy people. Look at them. All right. So yeah, as, as we've mentioned, I mean, we are, uh, in addition to, to doing all these sessions, we are a full service brokerage. We're based in Vaughn and our agents are across the wide spanning GGHA, dare I say the golden, golden, the, the greater golden horseshoe area, uh, the, the Gouda and cheddar horseshoe area. Uh, and we're, we're always looking to, to bring on new great people. And I think everybody who ever partakes in our sessions are just of the right mindset that they want to, you know, better their business and, and look for ways to, to grow in real estate. And that's what we like helping people do. So if you're ever considering a new place to go, our phones are always open. Your computer's about to be dead. So maybe don't email Katie. Send us a text. That's probably the easiest way to start talking, but no, like, no, we're not, you know, no pressure or anything like that, even if you just want to so, have a chat. So much pressure. If you don't call us, don't come to next week's section. Next week's no, session. I mean, like, if you do call us, we're not going to be, we're not going to be constantly following up with you and like just bothering the heck out of you. But if you want to explore kind of a different option, then we're, op- we're always open to chat. That is true. Yes. And also, uh, if you're not yet listening to our podcast, that's a really big logo, but look up Level Up the podcast podcast for realtors or are you putting i hear you typing were you like putting a a, a link no, in there no you weren't I was um there actually are no no it's fine it's there's a couple of sessions that we've done or a couple of podcasts we've done in the past that dive a little bit deeper into the focus thing as well or all sorts of topics about lead gen and ideas and all that stuff i think we've done like 140 episodes now so if you're not yet sick consistent. of our voices <laughs> we have been consistent um 
uh, if you're if you're not yet done listening to us, then yeah, you can go binge listen for probably three straight days. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. That's what everybody else wants to do. <laughs> God, yeah, don't do that. But uh, by all means, we'd love it if you gave that a listen and suggest any topics you want us to talk about here or on there. It's what we like to do is just, uh, we learn from these things as well. So by all means, reach out anytime. Clearly we love to talk. That's all I yes. got. All right. Well, Your thanks guys for lasted. joining us. I am, I am shocked because I was using it yesterday. We were in the car on a drive and I used it for maybe like not long, but still I haven't plugged it in since like yesterday morning and it's still going somehow. I don't know what you're, what are you looking at on the side? I'm looking, there's a red, there's a red button that turns, I mean, it turns red when it's about to turn off and it's not doing that, which is shocking to me. So this is a good Uh, computer. I was wondering if it was going to cut you off mid sentence talking about how great (laughs) it was, but that would, that would be, yeah. All right. We'll shut it down now, but thank you to everybody for paying attention and joining us again today. We will be back again next week. And next week, it's going to be a bit more of an Ask Us Anything. Bring all of your questions about your own business, about um, anything we've talked about or anything we haven't covered, because we really like those sessions. They're interactive. We used to do them a lot. We might pick Mm -hmm. them up a lot more in the future if if, uh, we get a lot of response here. But we will see you at noon on Monday next week. And this is all available again. It'll be available as a recording on the Facebook group if you missed it or if you're just coming in late. Um, and all we'll send the- send it out to the recording. We'll send it out? Yeah. Who do we send it out to? To everybody that signed up on Zoom. Oh yeah, the sign up was there. I was going to say, because people are watching on Facebook too. So if you didn't sign up on Zoom, you'll see it here on Facebook. But if you're on Zoom and you signed up, you're going to get it anyway. Everybody okay. gets it. You get it. Facebook people get it. You all get it. It's like Oprah. You get a recording. (laughs) You get a recording. You get a Google link. All right. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Have a good week. All right.